0: Hi, it's Joel Pilger, and you're listening to episode 88 of the Rev Thinking Podcast.
1: Although sometimes it doesn't seem like it, there's enough work to go around for everyone, and all of us are made better by connecting with each other and building out the community and supporting each other and helping each other grow and thrive.
2: Welcome to Rev Thinking, the podcast for creative entrepreneurs who know the best way to deal with the future is to create it. This is the conversation between creative leaders and consultants discussing what it really takes to run a thriving creative business. Hey, it's
0: Joel here at RevThink, where we exist to help creative entrepreneurs like you thrive in business and life and career. I'm not going to do too much of a setup for today's episode, actually, because I think it speaks for itself. I'll just tell you this, that CONFAB is a weekly forum that i lead and each week in confab i get together with a group of owners where we process all the different areas that are involved in running a creative business but each week we try to bring in a special guest someone that might be a peer or an expert and this week we had a conversation with steve kazanjian he's the ceo at promax now steve's an old friend of mine and of course i've been active inside of promax for the better part of 15 years. And this year, Promax, of course, is responding to the COVID situation, just like all conferences, adapting and pivoting. And they are putting on the Promax virtual experience. And it's coming up next week. But the conversation that we had with Steve was so relevant and timely, we thought, you know, this would actually make a great podcast. The people at Promax asked us, hey, could you do us a favor? Could we release this? On our podcast and we thought, why not? This is great. It's benefit for the community to, for everyone to hear what Promax is doing and what's coming up. So we thought, let's get this conversation out as quickly as possible. So I hope you enjoy my conversation between me and Steve Kazanjian. Uh, welcome, everyone. It's Wednesday. It's July the 1st. And uh, welcome to this week's edition of Confab, where I'm pleased to invite in our special guest, Mr. Steve Kazanjian, who's the CEO at Promax. So, Steve, I'm gonna use that as the moment uh, to bring you on camera and please say hello, introduce yourself, tell us something about your exciting morning.
1: (laughs) How are you guys? Um, I see some some familiar faces. I didn't realize that we were doing this live, but that we were just recording this. So I feel like it's amazing <laughs> that I have an audience right now. But that's a classic, uh, you know, Joel, like angle, like, hey, come on and do a podcast, record it. And next thing you know, it's like a whole bunch of people in the room together. So good to see you guys.
0: <laughs> it's like turning the spotlight to you and saying, all right, you're on, let's do this. <laughs> well, no pressure. Um, no, we're going to make this comfortable and easy for everyone's benefit, and Steve, yours as well. Um, what I'd love to do is, Steve, really just um, interview you, ask you a, a bunch of questions just about you and Promax and what the plans are that you guys have coming up um, for the conference. And we'll spend maybe half an hour going through that conversation. And then, of course, I'm going to open it up to some questions and, and comments from people that are here in the group. Perfect. Before we dive in, I want to also say Tim, you're here with us. Please say hello to everyone in the group. Hey everybody in the group. Morning Steve.
1: Good morning. And, uh, how are you? Good, good to see you. Good. I'm a mission seeing you live this year. <laughs> well, I don't think you're going to see anyone live this year, so I think <laughs> <we're>
0: all... <laughs> Live but well, not specifically yeah, uh, Promax. It's such a uh, homecoming
1: event for all of us, so. Oh, I know. I know. It's been, it's definitely been quite a journey over the last, uh, since March 13th, well, actually even before that, when we put a pause on the Europe conference early March, Yeah, you know, but it's been extraordinary Most I'm sure for all of us, it's been an extraordinary couple months of rebuilding and refocus and, you know, becoming, getting used to, you know, what, uh, the next six months are going to bring, right. The next 12 months are going to bring.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it's, a, yeah. it's been a big challenge to figure out how to create value in this sort of new paradigm that we're all working our way through so steve for your benefit i'll just mention that uh everyone here is what you would collectively call agency owners so these are owners of uh, studios and production companies and in in promax land um we use the term agency which some of them may be unfamiliar with um but tell us a bit for anyone who's here who doesn't know what promax is which would sure. of course terrify me but what what, what, <laughs> what is promax and, uh, and and what is
1: what is your role there inside the, the organization Absolutely. So, Promax is the nonprofit member association for the entertainment marketing industry. We represent uh, all the major broadcasters, network, cable, OTT, and agencies—not just United States, but around the world. We were founded in 1956, and some of you know the story. But for for sake of discussion, um, really at the birth of primetime. So, the first that first, uh, first primetime season was a uh, 1955, 55, 55, 56 season. So before that you turn the TV on and it's snow, 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 right? And a TV show comes on and then <laughs> snow, snow, snow. So nineteen fifty five was the first year that the um, big three not only counter programmed against each other, but also counter marketed against each other, forever changing the landscape. And so from those initial that initial meeting of you know 300 people, to now we're dealing with 10,000 members globally with 11 conferences around the world, you know, the association has absolutely transformed. Um, I came up through the agency side myself um, through a really kind of pivotal moment. It was that transition from post houses into desktop, right? As uh, you know, it used to be, you'd go into a bay and it would be 800 you know, to $1,000 an hour. And you know, or you could buy a Mac, right? For at that point, it was probably twenty five hundred dollars for everything you need. Oh yeah, it was extraordinary for you know. And that, for me, as a young designer, it was an amazing time because, you know, not only did you come and connect with your cohort, right, or um, and learn best practices, you really felt that you were part of a, a, a community, and that community was there to help you know, elevate you and push you in your uh, in your careers.
0: Yeah, and I'll say this, uh, Steve, I appreciate so much. I've always said that I love the fact that you come from the agency or the more uh, pejorative vendor background. I you never bring that use perspective, that word, right? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll also say this um, for, for everyone's benefit here, that I started attending Promax, I wanna say in maybe 04 or 05. So it's been a, maybe a 15 year run. And I will always have an affection and always uh, a debt of gratitude to Promax because it was my studio's entree into the world of entertainment marketing, meaning we met all these big TV networks. We met the, met the people in streaming and OTT and all this. And it mm-hmm. was an incredible opportunity for us to be amongst our, uh, build a community of clients, but also build a community of fellow agency owners as well. So it's had an enormous yeah. impact on my career. So well, that said, um, Steve, I'm really, I'm really curious mm-hmm. for, for everyone's benefit here what is what's historically been the uh association's say benefit or role on the agency side what's that looked like and then of course i'm curious to hear how that's evolving
1: yeah absolutely i mean you can take it a, a lot of different on um, a lot of different levels purely from a so let's say just from a transactional level i mean it is one of those really interesting spaces where um, from a business small agency development business development standpoint, it's opportunity to connect with you know potential clients to understand what people are buying, uh, what people are looking for, the evolutions of current trends from a marketing standpoint as well, um, and to be able to you know once again build out that network. But I think what's really important is that we also all need to realize that although sometimes it doesn't seem like it, there's enough work to go around for everyone. And all you know, and all of us um, are made better by connecting with each other and building out the community and supporting each other and helping each other grow and thrive. So, to me, that community co- concept of it, the community angle to it, is paramount to anything else. And I know when I had my agency, being able to go there and um, aspire to be those great studios of the time but then also be able to develop my cohort um, at the same time, which just was incredibly, uh, incredibly powerful.
0: Yeah. I remember, I'll never forget when, you and I did a podcast a, a few years ago and you said mm-hmm. this phrase, you know, the community of our peers <clears throat> is what sustains us throughout our careers. And I thought that was a really powerful insight because we often look at, at where we are now, where we're going to be maybe this year. But when you look mm-hmm. at, in the scope of a career, it is this larger network of people that you're in a relationship that will always be part of what enables you to create value in the world and what helps you when you go through tough times and all these other things. And I've, I've found that to be really true of, of Promax. So thank you.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I mean, look, we thank each other because Promax is nothing without the community that actually attends, supports, and develops content and and, and um, inspires each other. So the 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 affinity that i have towards the association um is is that as well i remember vividly that firm first promax i went to which i think was like i want to say it's probably 95 you know i was a you know a junior designer motion graphics broadcast design we called it back then with and i had no idea how to didn't explain to my parents what I did for a living it was very very difficult back then I'm sure some of you guys back in your early career is the same kind of way but getting going into that room and being surrounded by thousands of other people who did the same thing you did I mean was incredibly inspiring right and then as you as you grow in your career you connect with the association on different levels so from a business owner standpoint you know the the peer group that's going on right here is fantastic because you know Maybe, maybe you're dealing with a liquidity issue. Maybe you're dealing with cash flow. Maybe you're dealing with inspiration or, or, or attrition or whatever it is from all aspects of small business ownership. Knowing that there's a peer group that you can connect with um, in a non competitive way is, um, is fantastic.
0: And I'll even give a few examples because, of course, when you attend the conference, there's moments when the entire community gets together and you're in a room with a couple thousand people and you're seeing the state of the art, the latest award-winning work, all these kinds of things, but also these smaller sessions where there might be a head of a network or a head of an agency that's talking about their latest best practices. And there's always these moments where these, these intersections, and this is what Promax I think has always excelled at, is I can go up and speak to that person after their, they deliver their session. There are opportunities mm-hmm. for networking and connecting and actually making introductions. And I'll even say this, um, speed dating. I remember when speed dating came to Promax, and I thought, oh my gosh. And I remember vividly, I got a ticket to the, you know, made it through the lottery and got a ticket to speed dating and picked up a client from Showtime the very first time I did speed dating. And I thought, was awesome. this is great. I mean, yeah. this, is, this is what it's all about. So what's, what's it looking like um, this year? I know obviously a lot of change can you give us a sense of um, what Promax is? No, no, it's
1: all the same. What are you talking about? It's no, right. nothing's changed whatsoever. You're just,
0: gonna, you're just gonna turn on a camera and just <laughs> invite everybody to watch from re- remotely, right?
1: Yeah, right. No, I'm, what we've done is it was, we've looked at it and said, okay, you know, we know that for us to be successful, this experience has to be additive to the fact because that because it's virtual. Like what are things that you can do virtually that you can't do physically? And so we've been challenging ourselves with some of that. Now, some of it is it, it is what it is, right? Um, as far as, you know, you, you can't get into a studio. So there's a level of production value. Um, but we are asking you know, a lot of our partners who are building out sessions to actually produce that session out and deliver, you know, a prepackaged like high production value kind of session. We're doing a bunch live as well. But one of the things that we're doing that I'm really excited about And, you know, it's a nod to Reddit, Reddit's Ask Me Anythings or AMAs, so that after a lot of the breakout sessions, we're having, so you'll have a 45-minute session, and then after that, you can jump into another room and actually talk with the speakers, So have that opportunity to ask questions, to network, and to connect. So it's the equivalent of, you know, to your point, Joel, when the session's over and you go up to the stage and strike up a conversation with the speaker, we want to make sure that those elements aren't lost as well. So that's interesting, right? Because it allows you to either be, depending on if you're, you know, a voyeur and you just want to listen in, or you actually can pose a question um, and really start developing those relationships virtually one of the things that we're also doing is we've we partnered with um a tech platform called brain dates um brain is in mind and uh what they're doing is that it's a networking connection platform so it's not dissimilar to when you're at the bar um you know downstairs after the sessions are over or you know you're standing in line to get in a room striking up a conversation with someone a lot of times it's really hard to do because you know no one really likes to you know just walk up you know cold if you will but what if you could actually strike up a conversation with someone who sh- you knew shared the same interest with you or wanted to talk about the same topics as you and so that's what this does so you basically you log in you submit what we'll call a topic you know and set a brain date and then other people whether it's one-on-one or in a group you can actually go in and and um Uh, you know, and jump into that room and schedule time with them. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the opportunity for people to actually develop relationships um, that are not the way you would have done in the past. And I'm also hopeful that as we move forward into 2021 and beyond, that we'll see that the thought I should say is that it's going to be a blend between physical and digital. I don't ever want to back out from the digital or the virtual, I should say, because I do think that's going to be a way that a lot of us are going to be doing business in the future, not just through to when there's a a vaccine, but beyond that. Right. Because we're going to become used to this, this, um, this structure.
0: Yeah. So, well, that makes me wonder, do you think there, I mean, it sounds like there actually might even be some benefits to this virtual format that the idea of being able to actually say, Hey, who wants to have a conversation around this topic and you can actually, you'll be able to actually put that topic out there and maybe invite people to it. How, how will that work?
1: That's right. So say Joel, so say you want to talk about what's the role of podcasting as a, as a, you know, additional narrative story, you know, a storyline of experience or, or whatever. And you throw, you go in and you throw that up there and other people say other marketers um, or creators who are looking for to extending, you know, a brand um, across podcasts or across a second screen, there's an opportunity for you to jump in and just start networking and having that conversation. So What I love about it from an agency standpoint is that it's not you guys going in and saying, look at my reel, go to my website or anything like that. It's much more about, hey, this is how I think, right? These are the issues we see in the industry and this is how I think we can actually solve them. So it moves you past the first 20 minutes of a conversation of finding commonality and jumps you right into it.
0: Yeah, and I wonder too, you're reminding me of when you're at Promax and you're there in person, there's certainly an advantage if you're extremely extroverted as, as I've become over the years that I'm not afraid to walk up to somebody and look down at their badge and say, Oh, hi, so-and-so from yeah. NBC yeah. Universal. But you're
1: right? like this, you're one of a few people <laughs> who will do that. You <laughs> intend, I've had to and learn it. That too.
0: So I wonder in a way, do you think the, the online, the virtual experience will maybe uh, put, put less of an advantage for people like me and help those people that are that don't have to walk up and feel that awkward moment of am I gonna really look down at this yeah, person absolutely
1: bust them out. Yeah I mean look absolutely I uh, I remember we once again when I had my agency, I mean no matter how extroverted you are it's no one likes doing that, right? Because no one likes rejection. And you also know you also feel like you're bugging someone at the same time. But at the same but then you know no, I would, I would, you shouldn't have any issue with sending out, you know, emails, right. Introduction. I mean, it's, that's a low, low pressure sense, but obviously those never get, those just wash through if you will. So the idea that you can network with someone and you can have a conversation around like how you think, not just what you do to me is um is incredibly more valuable. Um, our, and our hope that this platform will be robust. And uh, we can see that as something that carries through you know, for the next um, you know, eight, 12 months.
0: Yeah, for sure. I like the, this the term brain date to me is somewhat inspiring because it, it seems to suggest right off the bat if we connect here, we're going to share what's on our minds and what we're thinking about. Um, so maybe that's a good segue for me to ask this question topically. Mm-hmm. What are going yeah. to be some of the highlight topics of this year? Because I know there's a lot of things on my mind, everyone's minds here and in the industry. Um, but let yeah. me let you answer it. What, what are going to
1: be the, the top things people are talking about? Yeah, well, so to, it's interesting. The last, let's say the last six months have been uh, obviously an extraordinary journey of your um, putting on events. Um, so when we, when we started this back in last November and started programming it, one of the things that we started thematically going down was this concept of always on meaning that viewers are always on the consumers are always on there are all these new ways to be on on all these different screens and platforms etc so as marketers or creatives you have to always be on as well um that worked all the way up and that is still if you think if you look at the website that is the undercurrent and the underpinning of the website still at the same time but as we move through Um, into, you know, post-COVID, pre-protests, we started looking at, and as fall seasons started being pushed, uh, and as everyone was shooting from their basement, um, and as live production stalled, um, et cetera, et cetera, then we started hearing the thread that we started hearing through everyone was this concept around you know what's the way forward? So, how do we, as ah as individuals, we as networks, we as agencies, we as creatives, actually a collective move forward? And it was interesting because if you're a showrunner, that's a really different conversation than if you're a um, you know a designer or a studio exec. The Black Lives Matters protests started coming into place. We knew that we needed to shift everything um, very quickly and very intentfully. Um, and we knew that we had an obligation as the association for the industry that we had a pla- we have a platform, we have a voice, and we can amplify those voices. Within a, oh, a week, we shifted everything significantly. So our keynote, our morning keynote is uh, Don Lemon. We, we all know him because he anchors CNN Tonight. So uh, he's going to be talking about the role uh, of, um, of media and storytelling and social justice. In addition, he has a podcast too called Silence is Not an Option that's tied into um Verne myers who's the vice president of inclusion strategy for netflix uh she has a ted talk that's viewed almost three three million times um and then we have a, a like three or four other sessions that are focused on like so you know you protested during black lives matter um you even celebrated juneteenth now what right and then there's another session as well called bravery um is required and it's really about you know, our obligation and our responsibility to um, understand, um, you know, uh, systemic racism and how we play into that, our unconscious biases, um, and how we understand that, and how do we shift that, and then how do we break a specific narratives like stereotype threat and similar. So we're going through the front door in these conversations in a very intentful and significant way. So I believe it's going to be from a conversation standpoint, it's going to be a very different Promax, but I think it's exactly where we need to be right now.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, I'm, I'm honestly really envious because when I looked at the lineup of speakers and experts that you've been able to bring together, the diversity- And once again, like a lot of this is
1: like two, two, two to three, sorry, Joel, but like two to three weeks, right? right? Which is the speed that everything is moving now, right? Yes.
0: Yeah, but the, the, uh, those voices and that diversity and the, all those perspectives, I, I immediately thought, wow, where else can I go to hear these perspectives in my industry? So that I think is going to be really exciting. Is that, if I'm an agency owner, I want to know, okay, how do, I, how do I work with my clients and market in a way mm-hmm. that is relevant and not tone deaf in these times?
1: Absolutely. Um, and I think it's beyond, I think, look, we're, we are – all of us shape culture on a daily basis, right? We have an enormous responsibility, and um, we're in we're in a critical time in the in the the growth of our collective social consciousness to do something more significant than what we're doing now, and to understand what we haven't done and what we need to do, what we ought to do, and and how can we now collectively, because of the groundswell that's been happening, be there for each other. Be there for those who need us to be there for them and and push it forward and and it's it's as simple as changing a so- shot selection it can be as uh significant as championing the rights of those who need to be championed and you know the, we can't forget that we have an enormous responsibility um, to do that and also to be aware that we don't have all the answers right but collectively going back to the conversation we had earlier we as a community can come together and move it forward.
0: Well, I'm reminded of this phrase, and I, but thank you for saying that. I'm reminded of this phrase somebody once said I heard in a sermon that they said, we are what we worship. And the idea is that we are as people, what we give our attention to and what we aspire and, and what we want to become. And I'm always encouraging, especially, especially agency leaders, like you do have the power to not only choose your clients, but to, To stand for something and have a purpose, have a mission, something you want to see happen in the world, and then go find those people that believe what you believe to move those things forward, because we can celebrate the lesser aspects of our world, or we, if you're passionate about these other things, then get out there and find the people that likewise believe what you believe and, and push those things forward. I think Promax can be a great platform for that. Let me remind everyone here that uh, I would love to get some questions or some comments for Steve. We're going to try and uh, spend another 15 minutes in this conversation, Uh, so feel free to drop in a note. I know if quite a few of you are here are already friends and family in the Promax community, so if you're if you're a Promax past attendee, um, give me a little shout out in the in the chat because I I know I see Diana Dixon here, I see Shauna, I remember you were were at Promax, or who here is thinking about attending, but maybe just needs more details, more information, feel free to, uh, drop
1: your comment here.
0: So Steve, um, when is the conference? When do, when, when does this all get underway?
1: Next week, next Tuesday, Wednesday, (laughs) and Thursday. I know. You're nuts. What are you doing
0: here? You can't spend an hour with us. (laughs) You got so much to
1: do. Because I love you, Joel. That's why.
0: Well, you're very kind. You're very kind. Well, look, it's. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna mince words. The the, the role that Promax plays in the lives of uh, the community, and I'm gonna, especially of course, call out the agency owners, um, mm-hmm. is is incredibly significant. And I've always been appreciative of the way that that community building has been able to affect so many careers. I am gonna miss, however, I'm gonna miss the annual reunion because. You and I know every yeah. year at the, you know, at, in LA, at LA Live, everyone gets together in the bar there at the JW or, yeah. or uh, what have you. Yeah. And we're going to miss that.
1: I mean, it's so weird that, I, that, that um, the idea of, uh, yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's going to be interesting over the next year how we collectively, you know, we acclimate um, with each other in physical spaces, and um, what that looks like, right? Um, I know some people right now are, hey, i my my um quarantine community is this big, and other people are have a huge group where they've all you know made made packs with each other. And I think that um, you know th- thinking back at a um, the bar downstairs and how packed you are with everyone else just seems like that was like eons ago, right?
0: Totally. I know. I, it's, it's hard for me to imagine a year without being with my tribe, right? All those agency owners that we yeah. all go mingle and hang out and maybe have one drink too many. It's, it's sort of a annual rite of passage, but it, you're probably seeing some of these comments from people, uh, that passed it. So we're Diana Dixon and Lou and Ashley Kohler. I, yeah. I love this, that some of these people are, have been on the network side, right? They started attending Promax because mm-hmm. Diana was at Discovery, or Ashley was at Cartoon Network. Now they're on the Asian yeah. side, and they still find value there.
1: Yeah, uh, it's an it's it, for those of you who haven't haven't gone. It's an amazing community. It really is something that will help you in your career, and you're going to get out of it what you put into it. Right? You can just go there and sit in the sessions, but really, I mean, there's I would say there's three pillars to to Primax. One is obviously the content, right? And the in the professional development. Next one is the inspiration from the awards and some of the, some of the best of sessions. And then finally it is the community and the community to what we were talking about earlier. Um, for those of you who are earlier on in your career and those of you who've been doing it for a while, we all know that, that, that community that you build is what's going to drive, you know, your business. It's going to drive your relationships. It's going to evolve you. I think, you know, creatively as a person at the same time.
0: Yeah, I'm tempted here to um, tap Miss Diana Dixon because she's a, a mutual friend of ours going way back. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I was really yeah. curious to, to hear from her. Um, Diana, do you have a, do you have a question for Steve about how the conference is going to work this year, or maybe what looking beyond the conference? Uh, I'm really curious to hear from you, Steve. What's what do you have planned uh, as almost the follow up, yeah. or how to how to keep those conversations going?
3: It's like, you're going to make me come off of my picture and go on video, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We're all friends here, Diana. <laughs> yeah.
3: I'm excited about it. I, I think I've um, adapted pretty well for g- virtual webinar experiences that have been happening, and I feel like in some ways I like them more because I sometimes that when we're at the conference, it's great, all the people, but I like getting the information. And now I don't have to worry about running late from – a meeting, I can actually just be right there when the webinar starts. So I'm really excited about that and all the things we're gonna learn this year. But I've been going to Promax since the 90s as well from the client side and I was saying on the chat to Lou that New Orleans is my first one and I actually paid for my own way to go because stars wouldn't pay unless you were up for an award and I was just a production assistant, entry-level producer. And it was worth every penny to pay for myself and go on my own. And it was just such an amazing experience. And the inspiration you get every year, the sense of community and the connection and the information Mm -hmm. to stay on top of your game, it's so invaluable. I wouldn't be where I am in my career without Promax. So Aww. thank you, Steve.
1: <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's you. It's, it's, I mean, we just build a stage metaphorically and physically, right? And it's yeah. like what you guys do with it there. They also uh, have I, great
3: programs outside of the year-long thing, I just wanted to say, too, which I've participated in this year, the Thrive Leadership Program, yeah, which has been yeah, amazing. It's been, you know, typically geared towards corporate network side, but I was uh, the, the sole vendor this year, but I loved it because when you're running an agency, you're not always taught how to be a leader and how to lead your people and like learn your leadership style and how to, you know, interact with others and a way to be your best, your best self as a leader. So I, I love the program. It was amazing and I highly recommend it to anyone else who wants to participate in that next year.
0: Perfect. Yeah. I'm a, uh... Diana you're reminding me of the point in my story when we had done a network rebrand for a small regional network thought thought you know maybe we should enter it in that uh, what's that thing called that promax award thing and then we found out we were nominated so we said you know maybe we should go to this conference in New York what the heck and it was like the scales falling away from my eyes because I am suddenly in this this community of people that I said oh my gosh, I want to hang out here all the time. And that's where I met yeah. uh, Diana and Garnsey and other people from Discovery who invited us to come to DC and present to them. And then that started a 10-year relationship of doing work for all these incredible mm-hmm. networks. But really more importantly, all these incredible people. I mean, the community is has just been, uh, as you say, Steve, it's, a part, it's part of what defines me and my career.
1: Yeah, I mean, I... I, I totally agree i wouldn't be doing what i'm doing now there weren't for that like emotional connection i had in my formative years um with it for sure
0: i'm gonna i'm gonna call on uh ashley kohler because i said hey you mind jumping into this conversation because you've got some history with Promax going back to the network side can i uh can i, I where do. you
2: are yeah the there you are yeah hey Sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm curious more about how you guys structure programming and how you select speakers. Um, it was interesting for me because I was there during a period of time where cartoon, I mean, we would leave with armloads of statues, yeah. um, cartoon and adults when we were, you know, I was, I was there for a very fun period of time for us, especially going to the award shows. And it was when we were, when the, when, um. Promax was going city to city. So it was a lot of fun to go to to all the different places. And um, one of my favorite quick stories was that the entire department, we had the budget to send the entire department during that period of time. And one year, for whatever reason, the the one department assistant was the only person the department wasn't allowed to go. And who was also a very, very much a prankster. She was, and and now Michael Aline, who's the head of adult swim was her, her, she was his assistant. So as, um, Repayment for whatever reason, I can't believe she did this. She entered everybody's names phonetically into their name badges for Pro Max. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when we got there, the spelling on all of our names was like A-S-H-L-E-E-E-E or like all of our names for the entire time we were there on all our name badges. And that's how she got back to all of, uh, uh, that was her payback for all of us. So the whole week or the whole trip, we had all these crazy names on our name badges. But um but anyway, a lot of crazy stories while we were there. But we, um, we obviously always loved the programming, got a lot out of it, those who attended instead of just going to parties the whole time. Um, but I'm curious, like, it was interesting going from being a network, uh, you know, somebody uh, to starting a company, and then it's mm-hmm. shifting over to kind of being someone that's going around trying to chase all of the network somebodies. Um, and wondering how you make these selections for panels, and um, feeling like if you are a big established company with a big established uh, roster, you got those seats on the panels. And you know, if you if you guys ever look to the more up and comers for seats on these panels, and, and how you might get that light shined in your direction at some point.
1: Absolutely, we as much as we can, we try to blend out um, both you know, like you said, like huge established, but as well as smaller indie. But across the board, um, the way the way you um the way it works with the content committee is there's specific themes that we're we're running after um to actually lock down. So for instance, um uh this year there's specific agencies that were doing unique and smaller agencies that were doing unique and different things with a with a really interesting point of view that we actually like reached out to now conversely um you know like bark bark is a good example so they're doing if you know bark bark they're doing a session this year and they reached out to me um right after the the initial protest and said we need to do a session around this so tabitha over there said this is what i want to do this is a session and she came with a really unique point of view here are the people i want to bring on it this is a conversation we're going to have et cetera, et cetera. and we're like game on let's do this so what doesn't work, um, and it's kind of like a inside, inside tip, people reach out all the, all the time and say, hey, I wanna be on a panel. That doesn't really help because I don't know what that means, mm-hmm. right? It's kind of like, okay, you wanna be on a panel, but we all know, we all go to have gone to those panels that are panels of people who wanna be on a panel and they're really boring. Right? because there's not a really distinct or sharp or thoughtful point of view it's just people getting on something so actually I would say to you is to say hey this is what I'm seeing right now right here's a big problem statement here's how we solve it or here's how we collectively move forward to have a conversation around it so the more baked it is if you will um and the more that it's t- it's connected to a really a current theme that's going on in the in-, in the industry the the um you know, the more that it's going to be, right. That's going to rise to the top because
2: think, it just, yeah.
1: other-
2: I think Stuart it's great advice. I think for, for me, it it's almost like uh, advice that I needed when I was starting out and sort of, cause I'm 15 years later and there was, um, I think I'm in a different p- position now. now. I get asked to speak on panels in a different way. And when yeah. I was starting, um, I sort of was, uh, you know tr- trying to figure those things out and you know how how do how do how does a little guy get this and yeah i think it's sort of um you feel like you're you're fighting against something that's not really there and and that's the knowledge you need to understand is that you don't just get asked to be on a panel necessarily you need to create the opportunity mm-hmm. and i think that's, that's right. exactly what you know everybody needs to hear what you're saying and there,
1: there are some small agencies who reached out this year. Um, we're going to be doing, we're going to be programming content over the course of the whole year. So outside of the ProMex experience, which is next week, we're going to be doing, we're going to be doing on a global level with our partners in Asia and UK and Europe as well. Um, and so there's going to be a ton of opportunity year round for all that type of content. Now in that context, they may not be, you know a, a topic that you're going to that you know 600 people are going to want to listen to but maybe there's a good 150 who are really interested in that but i also say that the more narrow cast that topic is uh, the more value it is to that you know that audience for instance and in a couple of agencies that had reached out we were programming when we were going to be physical we were programming this out into the conference which were um things around um uh different types of retainer models of how people have been working with clients. So whether locking down, uh, not just project-based, but locking down specific types of, of arrangements, different financial arrangements that I thought were super interesting. Once again, super narrow cast, but to everyone, you know, on this zoom right now, I could see to be, could be incredibly interesting right around that. So like, Oh my gosh, how are you doing that? That works. How did you, how did you talk to the client about that? Those types of things, what, and to your Joel, to your point um, earlier, the the goal is to develop that year round content for our members that is both that is that is pushed out live every week, but also has a let's say for like a better word a repository or library of content that's added all the time there as well. So actually, say you have you know I, I'm really interested in as a good example. Um, uh, there was a um, a music house that was interested in just doing some lessons on how to, um, you know, how to perfect the perfect scratch VO, right, or the perfect scratch track for um, a spot. That may not be something that, once again, you're not going to put it in a in a in a, in a breakout room because you're not going to have 600 people who, who are going to want to see it. But something that's sitting out there that you can look at and go, oh, "Wow, that's really interesting. I would love to see that," and it's great content. Um, it connects the community together as well it's resource sharing and those are the types of things that I think that are going to be um uh really valuable to um our community especially in the short term especially next 12 months as we're you know all figuring out a how long we're going to be like this and you know how to optimize workflow.
2: You've been listening to the RevThinking podcast. For more information on upcoming accelerators, events, or to learn how RevThink advises creative entrepreneurs like you, connect with us at RevThink.com.
1: I want to tell you about a
0: place to connect that you might not know about. It's our online community called Rev Community. It's a great place to get to know other creative business owners like yourself to share some thought leadership and read other encouragement to be challenged in this new marketplace, new technology, ideas, economic trends. And it's a place to research. Check out many of the resources we have online, our videos, and of course, this podcast. Join us today at revthink.com slash community. If you're a creative studio owner, feel free to join us today at revthink.com
1: slash community. I look forward to seeing you there.